Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, episode 99, the review for Birds of Prey. Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I am your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And today, I'm back with another film review. Now, this one is a few days later than I would have liked, but because of circumstantial life issues, which, you know, sort of got in the way, I had to push it back. But, you know, it's only a few days later. It's not too bad, right? But yeah, as you heard from the title of the episode, we're talking about Birds of Prey, also known as Birds of Prey and the fantabulous... Fantabulous? Yeah, Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Or the new title that the marketing team just came up with, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. We're getting into that sort of edge of tomorrow department with all the different titles this film will be known as, but simply put, it's Birds of Prey. That's what this film is called, although the new title that the marketing team have come up with because the film didn't fare too well in the box office is a more apt title because this is essentially a Harley Quinn film. And while the Birds of Prey feature, they are features, as opposed to Harley Quinn being the central star. Harley Quinn Birds of Prey as a title would have been a more apt title for this film and should have just been used in the beginning. I don't know why they came up with that long ass title because ain't no one got time to be talking about the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn on top of Birds of Prey. Imagine going to the cinema and you're just like, yo man, could I have a ticket to this long ass title film? Firstly, as long as tedious, you could fub up the words as you're talking about it, and it's just long. It's not. It's unnecessary. But anyway, mini rant about like you know the random title of this film. Anyway, Birds of Prey. I saw it earlier on today, and now I'm gonna go back and get my thoughts on it. But before that, let's go into a few bits of background detail. Now, Birds of Prey is essentially a continuation of the story from Suicide Squad, and. I remember when this film was known as Gotham City Sirens, there was all this talk about like uh, at least continuing a uh, story with the Harley Quinn character because in Suicide Squad, that ghastly movie from 2016, the main characters that people came away with that were positive was Harley Quinn and Deadshot. But more so Harley Quinn just because I think a lot of the comic book fans who had wanted to see a live action interpretation of her sort of got their wish. And yeah, I mean, Margot Robbie's interpretation of the character is pretty good, almost spot on, although there are certain elements when it comes to like, you know, the way in which the character was handled and her relationship with the Joker, which was just completely off, or just sort of missed the point of, you know, why it's such a interesting and heartbreaking relationship. But anyway, that's another talk for another time. Anyway, Gotham City Sirens was announced a good few years ago now, and I know that there was a good number of people who who weren't keen on Suicide Squad just saying, why do we need this? Why don't we just have a Suicide Squad sequel or just have a Joker and Harley Quinn movie? And while a few of those were all in development at one point or another, as the DCEU started to grow and shift and get into all sorts of complications behind the scenes, things started to morph and shift and next thing you know, we had a new Suicide Squad film, but 
a good chunk of the cast from the original film isn't showing up and it's being directed by James Gunn of all people which is you know a good thing for DC definitely but at the same time it's just like well the continuity between these films is going to be very interesting because um, I believe it's just being treated as its own like sort of new version of the Suicide Squad and I'm not sure if it'll actually have any continuity with the last one Gotham City Sirens got turned into Birds of Prey and then that sort of Joker slash Harley Quinn movie that was supposed to happen just sort of dissipated because I think the main negative backlash to Jared Leto's interpretation of the Joker sort of like sunk that ship indefinitely. But anyway, Birds of Prey, as that film was coming together and the cast was coming together and like I was just like, eh, you know, I'll, I'll watch it because I do like Margot Robbie. Then the first trailer came around, I'm just like, eh, okay. The second trailer came around, I was like, mm, it looks kind of interesting, but it looks just a little crazy, lighthearted, and mad. And while all of those things on paper sound like a good thing, at the same time, just the marketing didn't really do much for me. So, considering my, you know, less than stellar thoughts about Suicide Squad and the not so interesting slash engaging marketing this film had an uphill battle not only with me but a good number of fans across the world and those who just weren't all that interested in seeing this movie but then the film came out and funnily enough the early word of mouth about the film was pretty positive save for a handful of people but then after the film opened last week there was varying degrees of opinions about this film from some people saying it's the best DCEU film so far, to some people saying it was just alright, to some people saying it was just bad. But yeah, it became a mixed reception. So I was going into this film, looking at it just, okay, I am prepared for the worst but hoping for the best. And after seeing it, I feel like it sort of landed somewhere in the middle. I thought this film was pretty fun overall, but I would say it's probably in the middle in terms of like my favorite of the DCEU films so far. But we'll get into those fine uh, details later on. So as we do with all of our reviews on Film Focus, we just go through the story, the characters, presentation, and overall conclusions. So without further ado, let's jump in. Alright, so let's talk about that plot. And it can be summed up as the following. Basically, there's a diamond that's worth a lot of money. And it happens to be stolen by a pickpocket named Cassandra. When the villain known as Roman Sionis finds out about this, he puts out a cash reward to have her found, which has all the lowlifes in Gotham looking for her. So it's down to Harley Quinn and a makeshift team of individuals with different abilities to come together and take down Roman. And that is basically the synopsis of the story without going into the era spoilers. Now, I thought this plot was simple yet effective. When you streamline a lot of all the crazy elements going on in this film, it is a familiar story, but it's an effective one. Now, this film has a lot going on. You have to deal with uh, Harley basically breaking up with the Joker, trying to find out who she is in the world, and then coming across all these other different individuals who are all tied to this larger plot. And here's the thing. It's interesting how they weave these uh, several different characters with different plot points all into the same area. And I'm all for having different characters who all seem from seemingly different parts of like, you know, the world coming together into a narrative for it all to have like, you know, a nice sense of cohesion. And this film did some interesting things with these different characters and hopping forward and backwards in time for you to be introduced to these characters, why you should care about them and how they all link together. And yeah, I also like non-linear storytelling. It can be fun. 
However, in the case of this film, I felt like it was juggling a good few things which it didn't need to have. And I think it was sort of at odds at itself in terms of what it wanted to be. Now, make no mistake, this is a Harley Quinn film, first and foremost. It mainly focuses on her more so than anybody else. And while there are other characters in this film who feature notably in the film, there are certain other individuals who, if you just stripped them out or took out certain other story elements, this film would work a lot better. There's just some other characters and plot elements that just feel a little superfluous that you could have, you know, just taken them out and then dedicated more screen time to, say, more stuff with Harley Quinn and Cassandra or more stuff going on with Black Mask. Yeah, it was just like... I understand how this all comes together and it was, you know, impressive for the most part how it came together, but at the same time I was just like, there was certain times while I was watching the film and just thinking, there's a few unnecessary pieces in this grand design that if you stripped them away or just dedicated them to like some of the other story elements going on, it would have worked just as well. And then I also feel like there were some tonal inconsistencies with the film because sometimes, well primarily this film is, you know, pretty funny, it's light-hearted. There are some serious things going on but it is primarily, you know, just more comedic than anything else. However, there are a few dark turns here and there and I'm not saying that films can't balance different uh, tonal shifts from time to time. I just feel like this film didn't do it as well as it could have. Because there's certain moments where I'm just like, ooh, I'm actually enjoying like, you know, these sort of darker elements, but it just didn't seem to fit in with the grand design of what the rest of this film was, because yeah, there's certain moments of violence or certain other elements that make this film earn its uh, 15 slash R rating, but at the same time I'm watching it, I'm just like, uh, you know, did it really need to be R rated? Because there's a good chunk of these things that you could probably bring down to a PG-13 and it would work just as well, just with less blood, violence, and swearing, I guess. But I don't know. There was a vision for this film, and I feel like they executed it to the best of their abilities, but there were a good number of things that just could have been handled a little better in terms of, you know connections to the source material and just again having a better like you know balance of the humor and the more serious elements because there are a good few details in here that really worked but just weren't dived into enough and I think again that's down to the fact that this is primarily a Harley Quinn film but they're also trying to insert the birds of prey element in here as well and it just doesn't quite work because there's not enough screen time for both in the same film and yeah if this was a birds of prey movie they really should have focused on like you know some of the other characters as opposed to harley but it, it is what it is all right and now it's time to talk about the cast so let's start with margot robbie as harley quinn now as i said before harley quinn was one of the standouts in suicide squad because robbie brought such a energy and magnetism to the character she had that right balance of playfulness sass and you know that sort of craziness that we've come to expect from the character for so many years now harley quinn is one of my favorite characters from the batman mythos primarily because of where she originated from in batman the animated series now i know she's gone through a number of iterations over the years but there's only a handful of like uh harley's interpretations that i actually like 
And yeah, I would say Robbie has at least most of those elements down. It's just that the accent just tends to fluctuate a little bit from time to time, and that's still the case in this film. But what I did like about Harley in this film was that we got to see what was going on with her outside of her life with the Joker. It was essentially her just, you know, trying to find her feet, move on with her life, and just try to, you know, make something for herself. And this film illustrates that pretty well. We get to see what she does in her downtime, how she feels, how she progresses as a character, and then starts to interact with Cassandra, but also, you know, the other members of this new team that she ends up working with. And yeah, Robbie still has like that comedic timing down. She's sassy and she has a number of really good moments individually, but also with other people as well. I quite liked her, she was quite fun. And as for everybody else, they were pretty good, but a good number of them got sidelined, some more so than others. So let's start with Ella J. Basco as Cassandra Kane. Now, at first I thought, oh, she's another one of those annoying little sassy kids in films, which, depending on how good the actor is, it can either be a case of, oh yeah, I kind of like you because of your sass, or you're really annoying, please go away. And at first, Cassandra does come across as a bit of a know-it-all. She's a pickpocket, she's obviously had like a bit of a rough life, and you know, you understand why she is who she is, but at the same time, I'm just like, I don't know if I'm gonna like her. But after her and Harley have like some interesting interactions, I found out, it was like, oh, you know what, actually I do like you. Your sass is good, you stand up well with the rest of the characters in the film, and she goes through an interesting like, you know, journey over the course of the story as well mainly because obviously she has the diamond and everybody else is after her but she has some really good moments with uh, Harley Quinn Basco and Robbie have really good screen chemistry together and I really like them as a pairing so yeah they did pretty well and the other notable person I would say is Ewan McGregor as Roman Sionis aka Black Mask now he is only Black Mask in name more so than anything else he's uh, owner of a nightclub he's very charismatic, very fun, but he's also very quick to anger and he likes to do terrible things to people. I liked Ewan in this role. McGregor's one of my all-time favorite actors and I'd love to see him in anything and clearly he was having fun with this role. My only issue was that he mainly comes across as just like non-threatening for the most part until like certain moments of the film where they decide to like let him you know, do a few more traumatic and just terrible things, and I would have liked to see more of that. And yeah, beyond that, I thought McGregor was good. Again, he was having fun with the role, he hammed it up a little bit, and he was definitely like, you know, eating the scenery whenever he was on screen. But beyond that, he was fine. And I would say the only other notable person after that would be Journey Smollett-Bell, as Diana Lance, aka Black Canary, another character who was more so just in name, more so than their actual comic book counterpart. But I thought that, like, you know, Diana in this film went through an interesting journey. She was a singer at the nightclub that Roman Sionis owned. She had, like, you know, some other stuff going on with her as well. But seeing how she came into contact with the other characters and then ended up, you know, going on this crazy journey was pretty interesting. I don't know how I haven't seen this woman in anything prior to this beforehand, but I thought she was pretty good. I just wish there was more of her and more of her interacting with like some of the other like you know Birds of Prey members, just because they all had a pretty good dynamic, but she was sort of separate from like everybody else until a certain point in the film. And another person I thought should have gotten more screen time was Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Helena Bartonelli, aka Huntress. 
another person who was, you know, just their comic book counterpart in name only, as opposed to, you know, demonstrating more of those uh, elements from the source material. She had the most compelling story of all of the characters so far, given her history and then like the sort of tale of revenge that she was on, but she was primarily sidelined for a good chunk of the film, just sort of showing up here, there and everywhere, and then towards the end of the film, as she started to hang around with the other characters and interact with them, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Some of the moments that she had which were comedic, I felt would have been better served that they had just played her a little bit more straight and just been a little bit more serious and silent because the sort of silent killer type that she is was pretty cool. But yeah, no, Mary Elizabeth Winstead for the screen time that she had was good, I just wish there would have been way more of her. And it is a shame that she got sidelined so much. And then you have Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya. She is a detective that works for Gotham PD, and she has her own like you know story going on with this, trying to track down Harley and a handful of the other people related to this whole diamond thing. And I thought she was pretty good. I've seen her in a few things here and there, and Perez was pretty good in this film. Again, she she has more screen time than Huntress, but not enough for me to care about her as much as some of the other people in this film. So yeah, it is a shame because again, like, when these characters all come together, all these women have really good interaction and chemistry, and I'm just like, this is what the film was missing for at least a good chunk. But overall, it still worked. And then there's Chris Messiner as Victor Zaz. I didn't like him that much. He was just a little odd and creepy, and, you know, he had some fun moments with uh, Black Mask, but overall, I just didn't find him that compelling, so yeah meh but everybody for the most part did a good job in this film i just wish that there was more for some of these characters to do and that they'd been integrated into the story in a larger manner all right now it's time to talk about the presentation and for the most part it is pretty much the film's strongest element especially in the visual department now there was a lot of people talking about this film saying that it had some really good action sequences that it was similar to john wick in the way in which some of those things were handled and while I can see the comparisons, at the same time, I feel like some people were hyping these things up a little bit more than they actually were in the film itself. Now, don't get me wrong, this film has some really nice, creative action sequences that has a great sense of flow and continuity to them. There is some nice utilization of makeshift weaponry, and several of the characters beyond just Harley get the chance to showcase their skills. and. There are some nice tracking sequences, especially one that's in a police station, another one in like the sort of tail end of the film that involves like a funhouse kind of thing. But everything has a nice sense of crunch and weight, people flipping around, there's some dismemberment, some nice blood and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty good. And it's always interesting to see how people create good fight choreography for people who aren't necessarily like, you know, is it hand-to-hand -hand fighting experts? And I thought this was done pretty well. I don't think it's on the same level as John Wick, because I mean, like, that was, that was something else. And there are other superhero films that's handled like, um, you know, hand-to-hand -hand combat and just like, you know, fight sequences in general in a much uh, fancier way than this. But this film definitely did well for most of these people who aren't super-powered individuals, who are just, you know, bare knuckle fighters who sometimes use weapons and it was handled pretty well. There was at least two sequences like I mentioned before that really made me go, ooh I like the way this is put together. It was pretty good. And the use of colour definitely gives this film its own sort of 
visual aesthetic that separates it from the DCEU so far because yeah at first the DCEU was definitely accused of just having like you know was it a muted color palette but then that changed when Wonder Woman came around and with Aquaman and Shazam they had their own sort of like you know slightly stylized change things that made them separate from like you know the first iterations of these DC films but this film definitely gives a little bit more color to Gotham City but at the same time I say Gotham City still doesn't have like an overall look in this modern age that is you know distinctive and either close to the comics or close to the sort of more interesting designs that came with the Tim Burton films or the first Christopher Nolan film but yeah no there was some cool stuff going on with the uh, color scheme and some of the action scenes I just feel like some of it got a little comical uh, in a cartoonish kind of way which sort of didn't work for me as well just because it was set in the real world so some of these things just felt a little too cartoony but overall it still worked visually the film was pretty impressive as for the film score I don't really remember it that much and that was a shame considering that it came from composer Daniel Pemberton who did a really good job on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse oh especially when he did his uh work on the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance along with Samuel Sim. That music was really, really good. So I had expected a little better from this film, but to be fair, most of the film score was pretty much obscured by the soundtrack of this film, and they made some good choices with some of the uh, music that was used in the film. It was pretty cool, but some of it was, like Suicide Squad, a little on the nose and unnecessary. There was this one cover of a song that I knew, and I'm just like, oh, it's another one of those annoying, slow versions of a classic song, but in a really dreary manner I'm like oh here we go again but surprisingly enough towards the end of it I was like oh you know what the way this is musically produced I actually kind of like it it had a little bit of an epic theme towards the latter side of it so yeah the soundtrack for the most part pretty good the film score unfortunately a little forgettable all right so that leads us to the conclusion what did I think of Birds of Prey overall it was fun it was a decent little film, which had its moments, especially when it came to the character interaction between, like, you know, several of the main women in this film, and I liked some of the action sequences, some of those had, like, some really nicely choreographed material, and just, um, some nice use of the environment, especially during, like, that latter part of the film, and, yeah, it was just nice to see Margot Robbie, like, you know, just being able to have fun in this role was pretty good, but like I said before, there was just some issues with the story that, with all the moving parts in there, again, it could have been streamlined and worked just as well. And some of the humor didn't work as well as I thought it would have. And yeah, the villain, as cool as it was to see Ewan McGregor just having fun with the role at the same time, I would have preferred someone just a little bit more sinister. Is this the best of the DCEU? I guess it just depends on what you're looking for in like uh, superhero films these days. I thought it was decent. But I would still say films like Shazam and Wonder Woman are still leagues above this. But this film is definitely much better than Suicide Squad, the original. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing what a Harley Quinn would look like in the hands of James Gunn when the new Suicide Squad film comes out in 2021. But yeah, that's my thoughts on the film. And if you've seen the film, please be sure to let me know what you think in the comment section below or holler at me on Twitter where I'm at Hypersonic55 or at FilmFocus55. And yeah, check out the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Give me some good ratings, please, and subscribe and all that good stuff. Check out the Facebook page for Film Focus where we like, you know, give you a few updates on what's coming up. 
And yeah, that's about it for the time being. The next review, I'm pretty sure, is going to be a good one. And it will be episode 100. So that will be, you know, pretty cool. I'll make some big noise and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, look forward to that when it comes. Anyway, I'm going to run away and uh, go get some food. So thank you for listening as always, ladies and gentlemen. And until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace.